0: what's up what's up what's up new hope you guys doing good today we are one church in many locations if you are a guest i'm so thrilled that you would spend some time with us today at any of those locations I want to first of all speak to those of you who are checking this out online we are thrilled to be able to offer this ministry to you we are glad you are there but we would love to have you here if you live near a campus can i get an amen amen Nothing better than being in church with the people of God in the house of God ready to hear the word of God I hear somebody about to start clapping just over that. Come on now. So you come on to a campus Now if you live out of state or you're somewhere around the world, whatever the case may be, that's cool But hey, we want you to know we are here. Welcome to the Durham campus. Welcome all the campuses Garner campus Sanford campus Columbia campus Wake Forest Campus, Hillsboro, North Durham, and the two Kenya campuses. One more time, give it up, give it some love. Glad y'all are here. Hey, before I get into the Word today, I just want to cover a few things. And um, by my own admission, I want to let you know that the first topic that I'm going to cover is a little awkward. It's always awkward for me. ...to to talk about this, but I've been asked to talk about it um, from a launch team, and uh, so that's what I'm going to do. Most of you know that I wrote a book last year. Actually, I wrote a book the last two years. It was a long project. Um, And it's being printed as we speak, and it's going to be released uh, at a few conferences over the course of the next few months. But we're delaying the release for most people and the church till Easter Sunday... And though it is a little awkward for me, it shouldn't be awkward for me because here's the deal. This is our story. I don't know if you know this or not, but the publishers asked me for this book to make this about my testimony, how I was really wrecked. Everybody say wrecked. Wrecked. But then I was redeemed. Everybody say redeemed. redeemed. Thus the title of the book is Wrecked and Redeemed. And in the acknowledgments right up front, I let you know and anybody who reads this book, this is our story, your story. And my story, like it is my story wrapped into the launch of New Hope Church and then the New Hope story. And there's a team coming together uh, that's called a launch team. And uh, actually it's being spearheaded by my wife. And so I've been asked to kind of share some things with you today. If you want to be a part of the launch team of this book, if you have a heart to spread hope all over the world then I want to invite you to be a part of this. Take out your Connect card just in case you're interested. Whoa, I just dropped a card or two. The Connect card is in the back of your chair. So grab a Connect card. And uh, here's here's how you can do this. This is what you'll get if you join this team. It's an early copy of the Wrecked and Redeemed book. So you'll get a free complimentary copy of that. You'll have access to a launch Facebook group. You'll get custom emails from the launch team, again, spearheaded by my wife and some emails from me. You'll get weekly interaction during the pre-release weeks, helping us publish this. Now, here's what you need to do if you want to be involved in this. you got to apply for it, so here's how this goes down. If you want to apply, go to wreckedandredeemed.com. Wreckedandredeemed.com. And then all you do is you click on the button how to apply for the launch team. And you'll be a part of a team, and we'll start praying together, and we'll start meeting together. And our goal will be to get hope, to spread hope and holiness all over the world. So if that's something that you would be interested in doing, uh, do that. And uh, welcome to the team if you you get on that team. Pray for us. We're excited about the new hope story getting out all over the world the world. Nextly, and then we're going to get into it today, just want to let you know we're going to the Holy Land. There's a group of about 40 of us going to the Holy Land in the spring. And so at all of the campuses again, you're welcome to be on the launch team for the book or if you want to go to the Holy Land, all of the campuses, just mark your Connect card and we will be in touch with you. There's just a few spots left to be uh, on that Holy Land trip. Okay. Hey, question. Do you believe. I don't mean just a cheap churchy answer, but do you like really believe that we are a family? Do you really? Do you know that the Bible refers to believers as brothers and sisters in Christ? So if you are a believer, the person sitting in front of you, behind you, and beside you is your brother or sister in Christ. Look at look at your brother on your right and say, "What's up, brother?" All the campuses, come on, come on. Now, if that was a female, I know that was awkward. I, I know. Look to the lady on your left and say, what's up, sister? All right? Or change it to make it appropriate. We, we're family. We're, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, check this out. Did you know that the Bible instructs us to be friends? Like legit, real friends that honor one another, that respect one another. Come on, if you're gonna be a friend with somebody, you gotta do life with them. That we are friends. You put these two words together, family and friends, and you come up with the name of this series that we are in called Family. And what we're going to do over the course of the next month is we're going to focus on what does it mean to be family and friends in the body of Christ. It's going to carry us throughout January. In fact, when we get to vision day at the end of the month, which is our big birthday, when we get there on January 27th, it's still going to be the family series and I'm going to be talking to you about what I sense God is calling us as a family of believers to go after in the years ahead. Say this with me. We are family. We are friends. One more time. All the campuses, I want to hear you really loud. We are family. We are friends. Here's a a great passage of Scripture for us to think about. Biblically speaking, we are family and we are friends. As you come to Him, as you come to God, the living stone, Jesus, rejected by humans but chosen by God. And what? Precious to Him. So as we come to Jesus... The living stone who was rejected by humans, we are precious to God. And you might say, well, well, how? This is how. Check it out. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual. What's that word right there? To be a holy priesthood. Offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Watch this. You. Who? You. You. You, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy what? Some people refer to us as the New Hope Nation, a holy nation. God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Now watch this. Once you were not a people... Vision Day is coming up. Sixteen years ago, we were not a people. Okay? But now, you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. We're a spiritual house. A spiritual house that is one spiritual house, one spiritual family in many locations... We are a royal nation set apart for God. Come on. So what that means is to be a part of New Hope is way more than just showing up on a Sunday and just being all about, you know, God. No, 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 no. And this is why this is such a timely message. In this self-absorbed, self-consumed, narcissistic culture that we live in. This chest, she says, preach, Pastor, I will. She, she, we, we have this idea that Christianity is all about me and Jesus is my little chub and all about me and God and he's my little pal and forget everybody else, you know. No, 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 no. We are a family. We are the people of God and New Year's is a great time for you and me together to start intentionally thinking about who are the people that we have in our lives? Who are, our, who are your peeps? Who are your friends? In the Bible, David had Jonathan. Elijah had Elijah. Joshua had Caleb. Ruth had. Naomi Paul had Silas Jesus had Peter James and John you are wired up I don't know if you realize this or not but this is this is a craving that some of you have and maybe you've never quite put your finger on it it's a God-ordained God-given craving that you have and I have for deep-seated friendships for relationships God has wired you up for this there was a popular study done by Harvard Uh, many years ago, and it was uh, 7,000 people was in this study for a nine-year period. The study indicated that connection and friendship and belonging was huge in life. In fact, the most isolated people, check this out, the most isolated people are three times more likely to die than those who maintain strong relational connections. It's a health issue. Check it out. This is important. And one of the leaders of the research, Robert Putnam, in his book, Bowling Alone, said this. If you belong to no groups, and that's that's probably a lot of you. If you belong to no groups and you decide to join one, you cut the risk of dying over the next year in half. Now, I think there was a little tongue-in-cheek in there on the study, but it's, it's still staggering when you think about the health issues that come from being connected with other people. As my good friend Mike Bro says, better to eat Krispy Kreme in community than oatmeal alone. <laughs> right? So I want to talk to you about that today. Hey, you guys love God's Word? Good, because we're going to look at a lot of it today. If we just just get together on Sunday and read scripture, it'll bless our lives. Can I get an amen? Look at what the Bible says. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10. Why don't you read that out loud with me? Hopefully you can see it really well. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out or reach up and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Your friendships determine the quality of your life. Your friendships, be it a friendship with a spouse, friendship with your children as they grow up. That's one of the beautiful things of raising children. They go from being your children where you have to normally parent them more from an authoritative perspective to actually being your friends. Friends at church, friends at work determine the quality of your life. You read that one so well. Let's read this one. He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. Wow, it's right. You are the average of the top five people you hang out with. You ever thought about that? Which is why some of you (laughs) desperately need to change your playmates and and your playground. Come on now. (laughs) You you know this. The people you hang out with, you're you're the average of the people you hang out with. Which is why you want to hang around people and have friendships with people who have the same desires that you have, the same goals in your life. You have to choose friends wisely. In the 1960s, Gallup did a poll. Of the top influencers in a person's life. Watch this. Top influencers in 1960. This was a long time ago. Parents. Let me get an amen from the parents. I would ask for an amen from the children. But I don't think I'd get one. Teachers. Give it up for the teachers in the house. Thank God for good teachers. We've got a lot of good teachers at this church. Spiritual leaders. Spiritual leaders. Now, that was 1960. Now, look at the top influencers today. Friends, media, meaning music, TV, movies, social media, and parents. Parents, aren't you glad you still made it? (laughs) Guess what? (laughs) Spiritual leaders from 1960 to today dropped down to number 17, which means we're doing an awesome job. Influencers, friends have now made it to the top of the list. So who who you choose for your friends is key. I'll never forget when I became a Christian and, and talking about wrecked and redeemed. Man, my life was so wrecked and then God redeemed it. And uh, I'm so thankful that some mentors and spiritual leaders and my counselor at a drug rehab center drilled into me over and over and over again. If you're going to beat this, if you're going to get out of this darkness and this hole of destruction and violence that you're in, you have to change your playground and you have to change your playmates. I heard it over and over and over again. And some of you came just for that today. Some of you are hanging out with some people who are just unhealthy for you. They're destructive for you. They are like cancer. Every time you get around them, they drain you of energy. Do you know, you got any people you hang out with and you get away from them and you're like, oh God, thank the Lord I'm no longer around that person. I mean, they suck every bit of energy out of you, right? They're drainers, right? You, you, you ever been around any drainers? How many of you come home, how many of you remember, it's, I know it goes way back, but the, the Saturday Night Live skit, and yes, I watch Saturday Night Live. Not so much today, but don't judge me. Um, <laughs> y'all remember the skit on Saturday Night Live, Debbie the Downer? Oh, y'all, y'all watch it too. And Debbie the Downer, like anything that comes by her, anybody that comes by her, any topic that comes up, right, she just sucks the energy out of the whole conversation. Some of you hang out with people like that. And I'm not saying you don't love them. We love everybody. Can I get an amen? But you can love somebody and guard your life and your heart a little bit. You can love, get this, you can love somebody and block them on your phone. And you're like, really? Some of you grabbing your phone right now. You can, man. And, and, and so you you got you to gotta think about who you're hanging out with and who you're peeps are. This is so important. We've all heard this verse of scripture, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Do your friends sharpen you? Do your friends make you better? Do your friends challenge you? Do your friends encourage you? Or do the people you hang out with suck every bit of energy out of you, and when you leave them, you are utterly depressed? That's not the kind of people you want to hang out with. Now, what's really, really important, and I can tell that this is connecting with a lot of you, and I'm, I'm trusting the same way as at the campuses or if you're online. The truth is, some of you are sitting here, and you feel lonely, and you feel isolated, and you're like, I need some good friends. i got to tell you something. If you want to have a good friend or friends, you got to be a good friend. You, you can't, she says, say it again. If you want to have a good friend, I will. And be a good friend. You got, if you want to have a good friend or friends, you gotta be a good friend. And, and 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 some of you are here and you're like, I need that. And and you, you, you are that drainer that I was just talking about. Like a leech, man. People see you coming. You don't know this. People see you coming and they run. And, and, and somebody's got to tell you this, and I love you enough to tell it to you. Now, I know it's not all of you, but if you're sitting there going like, I don't know any of those people. I'm never around a drainer. Chances are. Y'all about to make me laugh today. About to make me spill water all over my iPad here. It's true. Sometimes I only have to finish the sentence. You finish it. So, before I get toward application today, I just want to give you a few things that I think are really, really important if you're going to be a good friend. I mean, this is really, really important. If you're going to be a good friend, two key characteristics. I could have listed six, eight, but I only listed two today. And for me, they're kind of at the top of the list, okay? Okay. You got your own list, and you can, be, you can make notes on your teaching notes, by the way, just jot down any things you're thinking about as well. But here's the first one, honesty. Oh, did you hear that? Oh. You, you, you know some people who they want to be your friend, but all they do is lie? Like, ain't nobody, nobody want to be around a liar. Ain't nobody got time for that. Right? Life is too short. And so if you want to be a good friend, which, again, is a way to, to have good friends, I just want to encourage you to be a truth teller. You Be someone that people can trust. Be someone that when they say yes, their yes means yes. And when they say no, their no means no. That's not Benji, that's Jesus. He says that in the New Testament. Let your yes be yes, and your no be no. Be a truth teller i don't know about you but i want people around me who are going to tell me the truth i don't want just yes people around me i want people i want my friends to tell me hey dude you got some food up in your teeth right there you know what i'm saying i want somebody who will tell me hey you're carrying a thing of toilet paper attached to your shoe (laughs) i don't know about you i want somebody who will say hey bro you need a piece of gum (laughs) some people are so attracted to the friendship that they neglect truth in other words some people want a friend so bad that they sacrifice truth on the altar of friendship and if you can't be honest with somebody and if you can't be trustworthy not in the shadows there's so many people hiding in the shadows today so many people who are deceitful today so many people who hide behind social media today They get empowered with a computer and a keyboard, and they're able to say things and hide in the shadows, and they're dishonest, and they're ruthless, and they aren't of the light. If you want to have a friend, be a friend, and be honest. Check this out. Here's a verse. Let's read it out loud. An open rebuke is better than a hidden love. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Hey, I'm in Proverbs a lot today. I haven't said this in a while. You ought to read Proverbs. You know it's it's the book of wisdom in the Bible. Maybe what you need in 2019 is wisdom. I know I do. I need need more and more wisdom every day of my life. And I don't know if you know this. Check this out. There are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. And check this out. You can therefore read one every day of the month. It's so cool. Say you you forget and it's the 6th, but you forget till the 8th. Just go to Proverbs 8. Read Proverbs 8. And you say, what do you do when there aren't 31 days in the month? Oh, no, take a break. Do whatever. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. The first of the month will roll around. Then you go to one. And you can study. The most godly people I've ever been around are those who just simply read a proverb a day. A proverb a day. This is a great one. Open rebuke is better than a hidden love. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than deceitful, dark kisses from an enemy. Honesty is key. Here's here's one. Encourager. I've already covered a little bit of this so I don't have to do much with it. You know, Debbie the downer is not an encourager. Right? People you know people who are encouragers and you know people who are not. Are your friends encouragers? Here's one. Are you an encourager? Do you encourage people? Here's what you want to ask yourself when you try to be a friend to people or when you go into the workplace or you have a lunch meeting with somebody. It can be personal or it can be vocational related. You have a meeting with a child or a parent or whatever. You want to ask yourself this question. How can I add value to the other person? That question will change your life. I, I often I'm going into meetings or whatever, I'm riding down the road whatever, and I'm about to meet up with some people. I, 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 Almost always, it's a habit that John Maxwell drilled into me. The habit is, okay, I'm asking myself, how can I add value to them? That's what it means to be an encourager. You guys remember the, the dude in the Bible named Barnabas? Barnabas was referred to as the son of encouragement. Barnabas lived out this verse let us think of ways to what motivate one another to acts of love and good works and let us not neglect meeting together as some people do but what encourage but what but what one more time for good sake but what encourage one another especially now in this day and age of Debbie Downers and bad news headings and all that's going on in the world as we see the day approaching more and more that God might bring an end to it all let us all the more encourage people as we see the day approaching hey If you want to have friends, you need to be an encourager. Because nobody will want to be around you if all you do is discourage them. There's a lot more qualities. And in this moment, if some are coming to you, jot them down. Areas and ways in which you can be that, but you can also look for that in other people as you think about your friends. And as you continue to just kind of meditate on that for a moment... I found a great video clip that I think will speak to us about friendships, and maybe you were a big Shrek fan. I know I enjoyed it with my kids. Check this out. (laughs) Gotta love some Shrek. So how are you doing? And again, I think a new year is a really good time to think about this. Some of you have already been thinking about it and still trying to figure out how to deal with the loneliness and maybe the isolation that you really feel deep inside how are you doing with connections who are your people who are your friends and what kind of friend are you being and it would be so remiss of me if i taught this message today and i didn't actually tell you where you can find good friendships if I didn't tell you what the Bible clearly teaches about the family, the friendships of God. I mean, maybe you said, where do I find this? Where do I shop for this, right? You don't buy groceries at a footlocker. You don't buy a new car at Walmart. And you don't look for furniture at Starbucks, The best place, I'm just telling you, the best place to find authentic friendships. The best place to learn how to do life with people and be honest and be encouraged. And to have others be honest with you and have others encourage you. is in what the Bible refers to as these small little communities. It's what you've heard referred to as small groups or as we like to call them around here, life groups. And the church, you might walk up here at some of our campuses and you might think, man, that really is a New Hope nation. And it feels big. And if you're looking at New Hope that way, you're actually looking at it the wrong way. New Hope is really not represented on Sundays. New Hope is a movement of little small groups Little life groups that ideally meet in all of our communities throughout the week, at different days of the week, at different times. And it comes from Acts chapter 2. And you can go read it later if you'd like. I might read it at the end here or parts of it anyway. Acts 2, 42 through 48. In fact, I can go and read it right now to you. The Bible says in Acts 2, 42 through 48 that the believers were together. And they had everything in common. So much so, the Bible says, that they sold their possessions. Get a glimpse of this. They sold their possessions and they shared as anyone had need. And then it says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. So they would meet in temple courts on Sunday. But then they would get together in homes called small group gatherings. They would be together in the temple on Sunday, which is what you're doing right now. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. But then they sold their possessions and they gave to anyone as they had need. And then the Bible says the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So the vision of the church is that... We are a church that is actually represented throughout the week in homes all over the Carolinas and into Kenya. And we just happen to all get together on Sunday to worship God. And these little life groups are where we're honest with one another, it's where we encourage one another. It's where we do life together. It's where our Christianity is in a circle instead of a row. And so if you're here today, and I'm not going to try to, like, you know, manipulate you or pressure you. I'm going to wrap up. Because the the reality is, it's your choice. you got to decide whether you want to do life with people. you got to decide whether you want to go into a group. And you might have a Debbie Downer in there. Guess what? God's put you there to help Debbie Downer not be a Debbie Downer. Or you might say, I'm in a group and there are no Debbie Downers. <laughs> Chances are, just saying. But a group where all the leaders can go from today and you can go from today in your groups or you can get into groups and you can actually create community where y'all reflect upon the messages or you study great curriculum we're going to be bringing a, a curriculum to this church in the fall cannot wait to introduce you to it it's called rooted unbelievable it's going to be our discipleship and the way we press into the end of 2019 you'll hear more about that on vision day but for now you find a group where you can actually be honest and encouraged and you can have friendships and you can be healthier You can experience the fullness of Christianity. I hate to break it to you, but this is not the fullness of Christianity. What we're doing right now, it's not. This is just a part of it. A community, a life group, is where people care for one another, it's where they do life together. I heard of a group where somebody got sick and, and all their life group leaders were showing up at the hospital to visit them. They said they've never experienced such community. I haven't said this in a long time here. You guys really need to hear this. And the campus says you probably need to hear this as well for your campus pastor. There's no way I can visit everybody in the hospital. Not in a church this size. There's no way. And guess what? If I show up at the hospital... You're probably in bad shape. I mean, like, <laughs> seriously. I'm going to the hospital today. Would you pray for this beautiful couple there in Sanford? I'm going to visit them today. Um, it's, it's, he's young. I, I, I say he's young. He's, he's my age. Maybe you'd say that's old. I think he's about my age, maybe a year or two older, but... Um, has a, a problem that's hit him hard in the last two weeks, weeks in his brain. It's almost safe for now, but I'm going to visit him today. Like, if I show up in the hospital, man, it's, it's serious, right? So I just, I just created a very serious mood in this room. Did you, just feel the, did you just feel the temperature change up in here? That's a good way for me to say I want you all to pray for this. I'm going to leave them nameless right now because I have not asked for permission of this. I want you to pray for this awesome man of God who we're going to visit today. But life groups are where you get care. It's where you do life together. So without any further ado, if you want to join a life group, here's what I want you to do. You have three different ways to join a life group. Fill out your Connect card. I already mentioned the Connect card. Let us know if you want to be on the launch team. Just put Wrecked and Redeemed, or if you want to go on the Holy Land, put Holy Land. Fill out your Connect card. Drop it in the offering basket in just a little bit. Or we're doing this more and more and more. This is great. Take out your phone. You're like, I didn't know I could take out my phone in church. Yeah, take off your phone. Take out your phone and simply text NH Life Groups to five nine seven six nine. NH New Hope Life Groups to five nine seven six nine. And we will be in touch with you to help you find a group or help you lead a group. Maybe you're here and you can lead a group. You can be a facilitator. You don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to be a preacher. You just got to facilitate a discussion. Or you can lead by opening up your home or your apartment. You you have the gift of hospitality, right? So simply text NH Life Groups to 59769 or email. Email lifegroups at newhopechurch.org. Three different ways. That you, in this new year, can commit to doing life with others. You can commit to experiencing the fullness of Christianity. We do semester-based life groups. So basically, your semester would go from now through May for you to be in a life group. I can't encourage you enough. Because there once was a day that a man by the name of Jesus died on a cross... And after he died on a cross, the Father raised him to new life, and it gave birth to this thing, this thing called the church that's been marching along now for 2,000 years. And that movement of people has always had two main components to it. One, they get together on Sundays and they all party and they celebrate the fact that they serve and love and know and have been redeemed by a God who is alive. Can I get an amen? Come on now. Sundays are a party. It's why we call it celebrations and not services. We celebrate the goodness of God that we were once wrecked, but he's redeemed our lives. Can I get an amen? That's part one. Part two. Throughout the Bible, you see this. Those people that gather on Sundays get together throughout the week and they break bread together and they do life together and they meet one another's needs and they pray together and they love one another and they're honest with one another and they encourage one another. They spur one another on to be all that God has destined them to be in Christ so we invite you in to a life group and if you're like nope not gonna do it we still invite you to take what you've heard today take what you've heard today apply that to your life and start being a good friend to have good friends amen father we love you today we thank you for the wisdom in your word God, we thank you for what you've called us to do and be. Would we be a church, oh God, that would not just be about Sundays. Oh God, would we be a, be a church that gets out of the, the walls of our campuses. That gets out into the community as groups. Serving people, loving people, breaking bread together, meeting in our homes, opening the word and truly experiencing family, friends as brothers and sisters in Christ. We pray it all and we desire it deeply. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And the people of God at all of our campuses set together, Amen. Amen. God bless, guys.